Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of the Coach Mark in Manila podcast. Coming to you live from the Philippines from ESL, businessenglishexperts.com and initial-impact.com. As you can probably hear, I'm back outside again today trying something else for you. Um, the last episode that I tried of this, which was an evening midnight walk, um, seemed to go down exceptionally well. It's got a lot of hits. I'm not quite sure why, um, considering we didn't get to really hear too much on that. Anyway, today I thought I would come out during the daytime. As you can hear, I'll let you experience some of the sounds. Now, that noise you may be able to hear a load of birds. I still need to find out what type of bird that is. It's a bright yellow bird, really big. And if my Filipino listeners are listening, could you please message in and let me know what this is? You probably recognize the sound as well if you're from the Philippines, but they always seem to fight with each other and uh, squabble, I would say. So um, I'm out walking today, um, just again around the local neighborhood because I can't go very far due to health limitations and the pollution, which means that for me, I just kind of walk around in a circuit. So this is what I would call my old stomping ground. It's a nice expression for you. And the point of this, if you're not already aware from the last one, is to give you an idea of the words a native might use to describe what they're doing, where they've gone. And it comes in very helpful. So as you can hear, we're getting closer to these birds and they are flying around my head they appear to be fighting over something in the tree and they're not happy, they seem to be uh, chasing after each other really. Um, yeah, as you can hear, yeah, they're quite noisy, they're a little bit like, they remind me of the parakeets in Gran Canaria but uh, they're not parakeets these birds, I don't know what type they are. They're bright yellow with them black on their wings, so if anybody from the Philippines or even if you're not from the Philippines, if you know what they are, well, name them, please let me know. I will try and research that and update you when I can. But anyway, um, so now they've cleared off because I've turned up. <laughs> Typically, right? I turn up and everybody leaves the party. Story of my life. Now, that's a good expression, right? When something's the story of your life, it means it always happens to me. That always happens to me. Um, and we use it in kind of a ha-ha way, as I've just said there, um, to make a joke, a fun about ourselves. Now, again, I'm just walking along here, and whoa, fire ants, all right. These big, these big guys I was telling you about in the other story, the other walk last night, and um, they are teeming, listen to that word, teeming, everywhere on the floor here, and they are huge. Um, you've got to be very careful. You don't want to literally stand in the middle of them because they will be up your legs and in your shorts and biting the life out of your skin and they really hurt because um yeah they're red they're bright red well I say bright red more of a rusty orange actually but if you can imagine the size of them they're probably longer than your fingernail um so on your thumb i would say some of these are as big long as the, the fingernail on your thumb if you can imagine so they are big they're like small human beings when you look at them to be fair um or small small dogs they're like a pet um now they tend to hang out where there's lots of debris wood trees clearly uh, this is their native habitat here and listen to the words i'm using and as i say they're not happy about me being around them because some of them are actually coming out to try and like uh well, challenge me actually, it's kind of, they are very territorial, highly territorial, listen to those words, um, and they are like looking at my shoes, not that there's much left of my shoes, because my shoes are falling to bits as well, but uh, if you could see what I can see here, you realise just how uh, how many of them there are, and they seem to be all 
I don't know what they're doing, but they've clearly found something rather interesting here. And um, yeah, they're they're trying to either eat it or get get a lot of whatever it is. It possibly is something sticky from the trees, um, some sort of sugar, I'm assuming, because they are literally all over it like a rash. Listen to those expressions. If somebody's all over something like a rash, you know, a rash is like, you know, if you get measles or something or a bit of uh, an allergic reaction like urticaria, um, or you're sensitive to certain, uh, you know, soaps and detergents, then you come out in a rash, like a pink splodgy, don't you, all over your body. Uh, contact dermatitis, that's another lovely phrase for you there. Not nice to have it though, and doctors amongst you will know it's not pleasant either, very itchy. Um, so the point being here is that, yeah, when you, uh, when you say it's all over like a rash, all over me like a rash, it's, it's everywhere, okay? So yeah, these, uh, these fire ants are all over like a rash here, whatever it is that they're, they're enjoying. So, um, okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to take you on a brief little walk around this strip that I just walked round around in a circuit, like some sort of exercise yard. Like I say, it's like being in an open prison. Uh, <laughs> um, sadly, um, I would say for me, because of the situation for me health-wise and the, the pollution... Okay, so that was a little bit of a blip because we got cut off there. And um, because of the pollution here um, in the Philippines, it means that I can't easily just get to anywhere. Um, so it is a challenge because I walk everywhere, don't have a vehicle, uh, no use of a car, and transport is limited, to say the least, really restricted to jeepneys and tricycles, which of course cost money. And in addition to that, um, they produce a lot of petrol and diesel fumes out the back. So if you're sat in a tricycle, now for those of you who are unfamiliar with what a tricycle is, um, it's usually a motorbike with a sidecar attached, um, and uh, you sit in the sidecar usually. You can sometimes sit behind the driver, but um, not necessarily the best thing to do, um, particularly if you have no crash helmet with you. So it's probably safer to be inside, but unfortunately then you get a load of the fumes coming in um, because of the situation of the fumes coming from the exhaust from the motorbike coming into the open sidecar. So for me, <laughs> taking a journey to get places using one of those equally exposes me to a lot of fumes, which makes my asthma extremely bad and uh, my eyes and my skin um, I seem to be highly allergic to the PM 2.5 particles. So PM 2.5, what is that people? Um, this is all good practice when we're talking about uh, IELTS for pollution and environmental controls. So PM 2.5 is uh, basically this really tiny particles often found in diesel fumes um, and they're highly toxic and irritating to the mucous membranes, to the respiratory tract, the eyes, the nose, Good gracious, uh, when I first arrived in Manila, I felt like if I was in a really badly polluted area, which unfortunately was much of the area I went, um, yeah, literally like my lungs would burn, my eyes would burn, my throat would burn within seconds of being in that environment, pretty bad. Um, so if you're a highly sensitive individual, I would recommend that <laughs> coming to a densely populated place in the Philippines is a good idea. Anyway, we're going up, um, up another slope here. And what we can see around us are a lot of uh, mixture of trees. And uh, as you can hear, it's a bit windy today, so apologies if this is 
causing a few problems with the podcast. Um, so yeah, it's quite nice to have that because often we don't get any breeze at all, so it's going to be quite still. Now, if somebody says something is still, um, clearly it means when we're talking about the weather that there's no breeze, there's no real movement of air. And, you know, clearly in the types of heat that we have of 30 plus degrees, even this time of year, plus high humidity, it can make it challenging um, to even really be outside, certainly being active and walking um, for any period of time. So it's nice to have some breeze. Um, so we call, there's, there's many words for breeze, right? Wind, breeze. Um, a draft. Now, what is a draft? This is uh, something that can often confuse a lot of people. When we say that there's a draft, um, we would say it means like a small chill coming from somewhere. So, um, often in the UK, we might have something that we call a draft excluder that is used to block the gap underneath the door, especially the front door, um, to try to stop any of the wind or rain or cold or snow uh, coming in underneath that door and making it very cold for you and your property. So that is a draft. Um, so you might say, could you close the window? There seems to be a bit of a draft in here. That's what people mean. Okay. Draft, just to be clear, is also spelled D-R-A-U-G-H-T. Draft. Not to be confused with this word, draft also pronounced draft, depending on where you're from in the UK, just to confuse you, but spelled D-R-A-F-T. A draft of something, or a draft of something, if you're from the north of England, is basically a brief outline, a sketch. So I might say that if I'm going to write a blog post, um, if I'm going to write a blog post, I might want to do a draft of it first. Sketch it out, get a rough idea of what I want to say, move things around, edit it, and then write the finished article. That is a draft or a draft. Okay, people? Right. All right, now, um, what else can we talk about here? As you can hear, it's a very busy day. There are lots of uh, vehicles on the road, and it's uh, there's a few people out, actually. There's somebody here walking their dog um, further on down. They're just sat, um, I don't know, just sat talking and looking at the dogs, I guess, really, by the looks of it. As I say, lots of uh, tricycles you can hear there. Um, the thing that's quite common here in the Philippines, which is... Uh, a little bit disturbing at times when you're not new, used to it, is um, if people want to let you know in the vehicles that they are coming past you or that they are near you, they beep their horn. Now, that's totally different. In uh, Europe, for example, if someone beeps their horn, it usually is because either you've done something wrong, usually. <laughs> All right. Whereas here the horns are used to warn you that I'm coming past or I'm, I'm behind you or I'm near you. Now, to be honest, everywhere, if I do try to walk here and go somewhere further, I have to use the main road. And there are no real sidewalks or pavements, as we call them in British English. So sidewalks are the American English. Um, and so therefore, you have to walk on the road, which for me is pretty challenging, obviously, from breathing. But then you've got to deal with getting hit by vehicles. Um, because this is the other interesting thing. Um, I think it's probably typical to all of uh, Asia, Southeast Asia, Far East, well, is that um, the idea of your own personal boundary and your own personal space is much smaller. Um, so vehicles will come much closer to you than you ever would expect in, say, Europe, and possibly even in America, because, of course, in those countries, we have more space. 
and less people. So therefore our own personal boundary space is wider. We have a different sense of what's comfortable. Um, so for me, <laughs> when I first arrived, it felt like everyone was literally attempting to try and kill you, which they might have actually been, I don't know. But I'm sure Filipinos, you're not like that, right? Um, but it felt like, let's try and hit the foreigner. Um, <laughs> it was entertaining to say the least, and that not being able to breathe as well made it a very extreme experience on walking anywhere. Um, but yeah, personal space is not a big thing. Um, it's much tighter space because there's more people, therefore people come closer to you. If you're um, in a restaurant or something, people will, even in COVID times, want to prefer to sit closer to your table um, than pick the table furthest away from you. Um, again, it's more of a communal, community-minded uh, attitude here over in Asia compared to the West, which I said is more um, yeah, self-centered and uh, sort of self-obsessed, if that's not been too... Uh, controversial but yeah there seems to be a greater idea of um, self-identity and that selfishness in the West or Europe not all places I have to be very careful here but what I'm saying is here there's more of a community mind in Asia in the East or some people from the West might say well it's more like uh, being told what to do and dictated to attitude um, with uh, obviously some influences here in the past and in some countries from socialism and communism so it has stayed and affected how people behave, which is interesting. It's, it's very interesting as a foreigner living and coming from both of those experiences. Um, as I say, I don't take kindly to some of it. I find some of it rather nonsensical, um, but I respect it because I live in this country and therefore when in Rome, do as the Romans do. That's a good idiom. It means basically, yeah, you know, you've got to follow what everybody else is doing here and uh, you've got to get used to that if you don't like it leave the country simple as that um now what else can i tell you about here um the the issue as i say is actually if you're trying to walk anywhere it's very difficult you have to usually be on the roads um so just be prepared for that and the beeping of the horns can actually cause you to you know, fall over in the road so they're trying to beep the horns i believe to let you know i'm here and be safe and i'm you know going to overtake you or whatever it is but actually, if they are behind you and they do that, it startles you and can actually make you trip over your own feet and end up falling in front of their vehicle. So, to be honest with you, <laughs> please don't do that. <laughs> um, it, I find it a little bit, yeah, disconcerting. That's the word, disconcerting. It means a little bit, it makes me uneasy and uh, it doesn't make it any better for me when I'm trying to get outside if I do walk anywhere substantial um, to focus on where I'm trying to get to. So uh, anyway, what can I tell you else about the Philippines in here at the moment? Well today, as I say, we've got a lot of cloud. Um, it's a cooler day, which is what's bringing the wind, which is really nice. Um, also, you can probably hear there's lots of building. So um, there's much uh, that's happening here um, in the Philippines that you might be surprised to hear. Um, but huge amount of investment going in in um, building projects, infrastructure, and also um, just yeah, just general apartment blocks being built, commercial premises being built. Now that uh, well, hopefully, the situation with COVID has eased off to a certain extent, not totally. Um, but it's uh, it's kind of everybody's getting back up on the feet or trying to, and it's back to that uh, build, build, build. Uh, situation so many of the projects that were mothballed if you listen to that that's a nice expression it means they were put on hold uh, or you might say put on the back burner there's an idiom 
okay so if we mothball a project or put it on the back burner we're putting it off to another point in time uh, we're not cancelling it but uh, putting it on hold or we might say we need to freeze that project so in a meeting you might say uh, we've got several projects on the go we have to put three of the four on the back burner and place a freeze on any further projects until we complete this one um, so you know I'd like you to mothball that idea so this is how you would use those types of words in those settings um, so yeah anyway this has been a different um, sound for you today I've just nearly killed myself with a piece of wire that's nearly ripped my leg open so you've always got to have your eyes open here when you go walking um, this is why it's difficult to podcast really to be honest with you from outside um, it's not like when I was in Grand Can I could probably have done a lot more there um, if I'd have been doing this type of thing there anyway it's the way the world goes there's another nice expression for you I'm just walking down some mossy mossy area now um, what's mossy well moss is like a type of lichen a lichen depending on how you want to pronounce that um, and it's like mold isn't it I'm sure you know what I mean the green stuff the furry stuff it looks like velvet and it grows on certain areas where there's not enough light and UV and it's very damp and wet as is the Philippines so um, I'm down a mossy bank here and effectively I've done a full circuit several times um, this is pretty much as good as it gets for me um, which is enough to drive a man like me insane because uh, yeah anyway it is what it is and I'm thankful that I do have at least this space to walk in um, because you know certainly when I was up in Manila and Quezon City area there was nothing it was all just city fumes and smog and not very good for me at all so I'm very grateful for this tiny neighborhood at the moment that uh, I'm currently in um, who knows where I'll end up next or what will happen next I really don't know myself um, I don't see that this being um, here for much longer really so we will see Anyway, I'm going to bid you a good afternoon and evening, early evening anyway, from the Philippines. And I do hope this has given you a little bit more of an idea of some of the words that we might use to describe what we see around us. Um, an education about some of the stuff in the Philippines. And some nice idioms and concepts for you to cross the sights and sounds. Thanks for coming with me on my walk and I will see you again soon. Stay safe. Take care. Sorry to jump in at the end of your podcast, but I wanted to say a big thank you for listening. And if you love the podcast and would like to help me keep them free, do consider sponsoring me. You can subscribe for as little as 99 cents a month to sponsor a segment. Or if you want to do something as a one-off, you can click the link again in the show notes and buy me a coffee. It's a great way to help me spread this word as far and wide as possible to people like yourself who perhaps can't afford to get high-level coaching but need to access this information all the same i really appreciate your help and a big thank you for doing so also if you are somebody looking to get into coaching maybe you're an english coach or perhaps you are another professional maybe you're a life coach or you might be a mental health counselor basically anybody who is in a caring or supportive profession or maybe you you coach people in different academic subjects I'd like to feature your podcast on my show and give you a chance to reach my audience. Yes, totally free of charge. All you have to do is follow the links down below in the show notes to find out how you can connect with me and send me your files. 
I will upload them to the show and you can basically reach my audience and build your own business. There are no catches at all. I'm simply here to offer my platform to help as many other professionals in a related field as myself to reach as many students as we can. And together, I believe we can do a lot better. Thank you for listening again. See you soon.